please turn your Bibles to 1 John chapter 2. We are going to finish this verse today, and that's verse 27. In 1 John chapter 2 and verse 27, remember again the Apostle John said, But the anointing which you have received from him, remember that is Jesus Christ abides in you. And remember again that in Colossians, excuse me, in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, that the Apostle Paul also said that that anointing has been given to us by God the Father as well. So we have an anointing that has come both from Jesus Christ and God. Remember that he said, who also has sealed us and given us the Spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. We talked about that last week. He went on to say, and you do not need that anyone teach you. Now remember again that um, this isn't talking about going to church. This is, about, this is talking about those people that try to teach you things that are outside the Bible. Amen? And things that contradict what the Word of God says and what the Apostles' doctrine says. Now the way we know that, remember again, was from Acts chapter 2. It says, and they continued steadfastly in the Apostles' doctrine and fellowship. And the breaking of bread and prayers, which describes a church service. And also, uh, in that, I want you to take note of the word fellowship as well. And it's really important that you are fellowshipping with people of like faith. Because people can then pray with you, believe with you, stand with you. Amen? And uh, that's one of the greatest blessings um, of, of fellowship. Uh, remember also in Hebrews 10, remember it says, do not, uh, le- uh, And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do. Um, and again, that talks about going to church. And needless to say, when you go to church, hopefully you'll learn something. <laughs> well, here anyway. Amen. And uh, in Psalm 92 and verse 13, remember those that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. And so in, people that are uprooting themselves all the time and going to different places, they actually never grow. Uh, you know, and so, you know, and, and those are the sort of people that always kind of have problems in their life. Not that we don't, but at least we have somewhere that is looking after us. We know someone is praying over us. Amen? Hallelujah. Uh, and verse 27 then went on to say again, and he says, And you do not need again uh, that anyone teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and is true and is not a lie, In other words, firstly, the same anointing that you receive from Jesus Christ that now abides in you is the same anointing which will teach you concerning all things. I want you to notice the word concerning all things. That is kind of a key word in this. It doesn't just teach you all things. It teaches you concerning all things. Concerning all what things? Concerning all the things that are important to you. Amen? Concerning the things that will help you with the situation that you're in. See, uh, one of the things that I realized was as I was looking through this, you know, there was a time when I wanted to do all of these studies and, you know, courses and everything else uh, because I thought, well, you know, it's good to know all this stuff. And I just remembered so clearly that God, you know, said to me, I'll teach you. I'll lead you to the books that you need to study. And I've got books, man. I've got a huge bookshelf, okay? (laughs) And he said, let me guide you in your learning. Because he said, Otherwise, I don't want things taken out of you. I want things put into you. And I remember, you know, somebody once said that they were more Christian before they went, you know, to the seminary or wherever. than after, they said, when you come out, you just don't know what's right anymore. And <laughs> I think that's really sad. And, you know, I, and I, I thought, okay, and I remember that as well. And I thought, okay, God, you direct my learning. And see, this is one of those things that, it's not that, I think nobody can teach me. I've got my teachers. They're sitting on my shelf. 
I read, I quote from them. Amen. It's not like I'm just having some revelation by myself, you know, some weird thing that's going on. And okay, no, <laughs> I just know that there are some people out there that are extraordinary in their revelation and in their insight and their understanding. And uh, you know, every every book that I have on there was it was really interesting. Uh, God brought those people to me uh, through people that have studied and said these are the best. So anyway, he says here. The same anointing that you received from Jesus now abides in you, and, this, and that anointing will teach you concerning all things, or more accurately, concerning all that you need to know. And it uh, and is true, reliable, and it is not a lie. And it, this is in fact what Jesus meant when he said in John chapter 16 and verse 13, so we'll have a look at that verse, John 16 and verse 13, he says, When he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all the truth. Notice what he calls the Holy Spirit. He calls him the Spirit of truth. And he says, when the Spirit of truth has come, he says he will guide you into all the truth. This sounds like what John just said, doesn't it? Amen? He, remember when he says again, but that same anointing teaches you concerning all things and is true and is not a lie. Now I said to you before, the anointing is an individual. Otherwise it can't teach you. Amen? So the anointing is a he. And what he teaches you is the truth. It's not a lie. And we find here Jesus call, Jesus puts it you know, in this way, that when he, the spirit of truth, has come. So he calls him the spirit of truth. Because he, what he says is true. <laughs> okay? And he says, has come, he will, he will guide you into all the truth. Let me just say this. You know, uh, uh, we need to listen to God when he speaks to us. And not question it. Now, we can question our ability to hear. Okay, okay, I'll come. Okay, I think that's more our problem. You know, I think if we knew it was God, more than likely we'll do it. But so much of the time, the enemy comes in and tries to bring confusion. And you know, the, the Bible tells us that God is not the author of confusion. This is in Corinthians, okay? So we need to know, if ever we start to get confused about something... Go and ask God. Just say, God, I need you to confirm your word. If this is you, can you please let me know some other way as well? He's not going to fall off his throne. I don't know how many people have said, well, you shouldn't question God. Well, if you don't know it's God, then go question it. Because you don't want to make some decision and then have to live with it for the rest of your life, thinking it was God and it wasn't. Can I get amen on that one? Okay, so, you know, don't ever be afraid. So many people make people afraid of God. He is very secure. Okay, he doesn't get all upset because you question him. Some preachers preach him like he gets upset for this. You ask him a question, like, how dare you question my greatness? That's only in your imagination in your head. That's not God. Amen? Can I just say this? He's thrilled you're talking to him. Most, they don't talk to him. Okay? Unless they're in trouble and they're going, all he ever hears from him is, help me, Lord, help me. And once they help, thank you, Lord, see you later. Until the next help me, Lord, comes along. So, can I just say this? Please feel free to talk to God, question Him, ask Him to show you stuff. He, you're His kid. He loves to talk, talk to you and show you things. And, and you'll be surprised at some of the things He'll show you. You know, there's a guy called Daniel in the Bible. Named him after, okay? After that. Okay, yes. And, uh, <laughs> you know... He, 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 he went on a fast and said, God, I need to know, because they were in bondage. 
And he said, I need to know what the future of Israel is. I'm talking about the spirit of truth, guiding you into all the truth, okay? And, and that this spirit teaches you and it will not lie. It's a truth. And uh, he said, I, I want to know when all this is going to finish, you know? Do you know what God did? If you read the book of Daniel, you're going to find out that God didn't just tell him when the, when, when the captivity was going to end. He took him all the way to the end. He said, you want another future? I'll show you the future. And in Daniel, we find out, uh, we find out about the, the tribulation, the great tribulation, the Antichrist. All that stuff is in Daniel. I'm sure Daniel was thinking, Wow, okay, you know, what I asked finished about two hours ago. This is all new stuff, <laughs> you know. Amen. Remember Daniel's a guy, you know, the lions couldn't eat him. Remember that one? Okay, that's him, okay. But I just want you to know, whenever you talk to God, whenever you ask him questions, he is more than happy to answer your questions. Understand something, don't be afraid to talk to him. Just remember, if you want to remember one thing, remember this one thing that I said to you. He likes talking to you. He likes you to talk to him. And you can ask questions. He will never get tired. He is long-suffering. Actually, it says love is patient first. I think that was written more for, you know, the way God has to deal with Christians. Mostly he's patient. And he's kind. And he's all the other things. Okay. <laughs> because of the way we are. <laughs> but just know that and just talk to him. Allow him to lead you into truth. The more conversations you have with God, the more you'll get to recognize His voice as well. Amen. And the voice of a stranger you will not follow. Okay. So, we see what the Apostle John has done is just rephrase this, what Jesus said in, in, you know, in light of the new birth. And the fact that we all now have the Holy Spirit living in us. And why the Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 19... That's 1 Corinthians 6.19. He says, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? Wow. You think, you, you know, you're saying, well, I don't know. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> do you know who he was writing this to? The most carnal people, I think, that were on the planet. And so, to all this bunch... He, was, he wrote a lot of different things and he comes to this place and he says, by the way, you know, your behavior, you guys need to kind of curb your behavior a little bit. Do you not realize, and he's saying to them here now, don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? Listen to me, family. What I'm saying to you is this. He didn't say this to a group of spiritual people. He said this to a bunch of carnal people, as carnal as you can get. So, wherever you are, if you're thinking, oh dear God, that's not for me. You know, it is exactly for you. And it's for me. <laughs> okay? Because I'm carnal too. No, no, you know what I'm trying to say? Listen, man, it's for everyone. Amen? Without distinction. And you need to understand something. That is a very, very powerful truth. That your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Listen to me. That means wherever you go, God goes with you. Whether you're doing the right thing or the wrong thing, God's there with you. Whether people are being nice to you, whether they're being mean to you, God's still there. Amen. Which means you can hear what He needs to say to you to get out of situations if you get yourself into a bad one. Just be conscious that you are the temple of God. Amen. You know, we, we see temples today, mostly you know, we see Buddhist temples. 
And, and that's a word that we associate with Buddhism more than anything else. I know what a temple looks like because I've been in one. So this scripture really says a lot to me when it says that your body is the temple. Because one of the things that you know, I realized when I was there was there's just this kind of, can I say a reverence? In the whole place. You kind of have to hush as soon as you walk in the doors. You know what I'm trying to say? Because it's a, and it's like the, you know, I, I believe it's like the Old Testament Holy of Holies. You kind of walk in there and there is a hush that should be, which is why Jesus was so mad with the people that were selling doves and everything else in the temple. Remember that? And he cleared out the temple was one of the first things that he did. Do you know why? Because it is meant to be a place of reverence. Amen? Because God is there. We need to take that to heart and understand that God is in you. And that the spirit of truth will guide you into all truth as long as you pay attention. Do you hear me? Amen? And so that's why the Apostle John is saying pay attention. Because he says, but as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things and is true and is not a lie. So let's continue on. And it is precisely because we have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. Listen to this. As we hear the word or study it, the Holy Spirit can speak through that word concerning all things. Whether it's false teaching, teachers or antichrist or his agenda or whatever is going on in your life. He will speak to you concerning whatever is important to you at the time. Don't ever leave God out when you are doing business. Can I just talk to you for a minute? When you are dealing, whenever you are dealing with people or dealing with any situation, take God in with you. All you need to do is just stop for a second before you go into it and say, God, you need to talk to me. I'm going in there. You're going in with me. You know why? He can't not. <laughs> okay? You are the temple. You're walking in. He walks in as well. Wherever you go, he gonna get, he's like a little bird trapped in a cage, man. You take, wherever you go, he's there. Whether we like to acknowledge it or not. And you, if, you, if you acknowledge it, then he'll be able to speak to you. And I'll tell you something, you can gain insights into things because you are not just listening to what the people outside are saying. You are hearing from God what is actually going on. Amen. Can I say it to you a different way? Okay. You go into something and you get this sense of something isn't right. Okay. I'm going the negative way. I could go the positive way, but let me just go the negative way. And you get this sense of something isn't right. And you think, yeah, but the person is nice. And, you know, everything is going the way it should. And you still get this on the inside. It's like something is off. That's God talking. That's God screaming. (laughs) That's God saying, don't be moved by what you see. Something else is going on here. That has happened to me so many times, especially when I was out, you know, working in the government sector. Uh, Let me just say that. Um, and, you know, I would walk in and they'd say, we want to have a meeting or something. I'd go in and God started talking to me. Yes, before I was a priest, okay? No. Because <laughs> no. we're all temple of the Holy Ghost. And I would walk in and I would know what, not what the person was saying, but what was actually going on. And because of that, something really interesting would happen. Over what was being said, I was having another conversation going on. And God's saying, now he's going to go this way, he's going to say this, but then he's going to you know, take a left turn and say this. Here's your answer. So guess what? While he is sitting there talking, it's just giving me time to talk to God, and he's giving me all the answers. I'm sitting there. And as soon as it went the left turn, it, you see, 
what the, one of the things that the devil will try to do is surprise you. If you can't be surprised, you won't lose the battle. The only times we kind of lose battles is when we're caught off guard. Have you noticed? But if you went in there armed, tell you what, you can just go. The whole thing can go a whole other way. Because they're not expecting you to know what they were going to do. Can I get an amen? Okay. That's where you have the edge. And understand, that's what the spirit of truth, see, he won't lie to you. He'll tell you what is going on. Trust him. Be ready. Have your answers. Hallelujah. And things will change. Because when you get caught off guard, how many times have you, you know, on your way home thought, oh, I should have said this and I should have said that. How many people know what I'm talking about? Okay. Later on, you have this... You, you know all the answers, okay? And you think, why didn't I open my mouth and say this? That's what God prepares you for right in the midst of battle. So that you can have that moment before you go home. Hallelujah. You're with me? Amen. Let's move on. Colin G. Cruz, I love, he says this, by his spirit, God himself indwells the readers. That's you, okay? And this indwelling by God is their most fundamental, fundamental defense against, in this case, deception. And like I said, deception can take many forms. It's not just about people trying to deceive you about this and the gospel, but about anything in life. Amen? Amen. In fact, it is exactly with this in mind that the Apostle John will go on to say in 1 John chapter 4 and verse 4, Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Isn't that tremendous? That was, I think that was my mom's favorite scripture. She would always quote that. Greater is he that is in you. You need to remember there is something in the world that is pretty great. Remember we talked about in Colossians that the power of darkness, there is a power out there. But I want you to notice that the Apostle John says what's in you is more powerful than what's out there. Oh, this is good news, family. You should rejoice in this. No matter how powerful that thing makes it itself look, What's in, not just what's with you, because you know, Romans uh, 837, 831, 837, somewhere in there says, God is on your side. You know, not only is God on your side, but this lets us know that God is inside of you. That is a powerful thing, that what is in you is more powerful than what is out there. So when you look at what's out there coming at you, don't be afraid, rejoice that as powerful as that thing looks, that lets you know how much more powerful is what's in you. Use that as a, as a yardstick to understand what is actually inside of you. Working in you. Waiting to come out. And why Jesus said, you, you know, if anyone says to this mountain. Amen? And he talked about moving mountains with faith that is inside of you. And we say, yeah, brother, that's, that's not a literal mountain. That... <laughs> Okay, let me answer that question. <laughs> the mountain that he was standing on was Mount Olives, okay? The Mount of Olives. And that mountain, we are told in the future, when he comes, he's going to actually land on that mountain and it's going to split and the ocean is going to flow through. Theologians like to always just take him kind of figuratively. But he always did something. You know, we are living, can I say it this way, we are living in a literal world. Can I say that? Okay, take, what, take for what I'm saying. 
Okay? We don't need figurative stuff to fight literal stuff. We need literal stuff to fight literal stuff. And God is saying something very significant when He says what is in you can, can come against and attack and bring down things that are in this physical realm. And Jesus proved it when He cursed the fig tree. He didn't use anything physical. He didn't get his little, you know, weed killer and throw it on the tree on the way out and he's going to just watch this, boys, you know, okay? It wasn't potions. He spoke words. He said something to the thing, walked off. Next morning, they go past. Peter looks and he says, oh my gosh, the fig tree that you cursed is dried up from the roots. And then Jesus does something really interesting. That's where we get that scripture, whosoever shall say unto this mountain. Because he's saying, you, you're kind of impressed with a fig tree. He says, you know, this thing can work on mountains as well. Are you all with me? So Jesus always, he was showing the connection between the spiritual and the natural. And that there, there are laws that are in operation if we know how to use them. Do you know what it comes down to? You believing. That's it. There's no mechanics involved in it. You don't need to go to university to figure this one out. Isn't it interesting? Somebody can go to university and build something to use against you and you, just by believing, can shut it down. That's a big revelation, by the way. Amen. What's it, what, you know, because what God is trying to let you know is that what He placed on the inside of you requires one thing from you. Trust. And you need to develop that. You need to, be, you need to develop your faith. Amen? Once you develop the thing, it will start to work in every area of your life. Do you know, when we, when we go and learn things, it's usually one area. We get good at one area. Can I just say this? What if you got good at one area that actually can affect every area? I want to learn that one, don't you think? <laughs> okay? If, if they say, you'd learn this one thing, and it will take care of everything in your life. You learn this one thing, and if you get sick... Don't worry about it. It'll fix it. If you're broke, don't worry about it. It'll fix it. You got kids that are going crazy? Don't worry about it. It'll fix that too. You, you know, okay, just whatever situation. You, 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 we walk into a situation, you don't know what to do? It'll fix that too. Wouldn't you want to know? I would. It's really interesting. Do you know what Jesus, you know, you know how Jesus put it? He said, you know, if you just believe, everything is possible. If you can just believe. But the problem is, the education system took that out of us. Do you hear me? We need to re-educate ourselves back into something that will override everything that the education system says. Isn't that something? I've been taught, uh, you know, I, I love my sciences. I've been taught, you throw a ball up, I can tell you, you know, where the ball is going to land, how high it's going to go. I can give you, I can draw your picture and I can put a little X where the thing is going to land. Because we, we know that. We know that things work because, you know, gravity is a constant. The thing will fall in a certain rate. By faith, I can throw it up and never, it'll never come back down. There. Now that you had problem believing. <laughs> Do you know why? Because that's foreign to your thinking. You, in your mind, it just came back down. Didn't it? Come on. Okay, that ball came down, <laughs> okay? You throw it up, it comes down. You know why? Because Sir Isaac Newton said so, no, <laughs> okay? No, listen, man, the, the physical laws are subject to change. 
Just because you know them doesn't mean they can't be changed. Everything in your life, regardless of what all the professionals say, can be changed. I have experiences over and over again. When people say it's impossible, God steps in and say, you know, God laughs at what people say is impossible. Do you know that? It's like if you went back in time and they said, well, it's impossible for a person to fly. And you've just come from a place, you know, where they're flying all the time. What would you think, what would you say about that? How would you feel about that statement? Would you be going, oh, yes, brother. I know. If men were meant to fly, they would have wings. Would you? No, that's what everybody else is saying. You come from a society that flight is just a natural, normal thing. In fact, some of you just flew back from somewhere. (laughs) You know what I'm trying to say? It's just a normal thing. But see, that's because you were exposed to that. For you, it's not no longer an impossible thing. Do you understand all the things that we still can't do right now, God can do? And He's on your side. And if you believe, you too can do those things. He'll work on your behalf. Are you with me? Amen. In short then, as John MacArthur puts it, God's Holy Spirit guards and guides the true believer into all the truth. According to Jesus in John chapter 14 and verse 6, He is the ultimate truth, and of which there is no higher truth. And why it says there, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now notice he says, I am. Can I just take one thing out? He says, I am the truth. One of the, if, for people that are looking for, you know, everybody's out there looking for the truth. Uh, his name is Jesus. <laughs> okay? Because he said, I am the truth. Notice he didn't say, I am a truth. He said, I am the truth. If you're looking for the truth, here I am. That's why he'll never lie to you. But remember what he said about the devil? He said he was a deceiver. He was a liar from the beginning. You go to him and he will lie to you and make it sound like the truth. Amen? And you will pay for it. Trust me. In his commentary, Simon J. Kissimaka, I've got to finish this, writes, the text teaches the fundamental equality of all believers. I love this. Listen to this. That is, believers do not have to consult learned professors of theology before, notice theology, okay? Of theology before they can accept God's truth. The Holy Spirit is the teacher of every believer without distinction. Within the church, believers are able to learn from each other as each is partaker of the anointing of the Spirit. Hallelujah. It's a great equalizer. Notice also it didn't say men and women. Amen. Because God sees no distinction. Do you know the church made the distinction, never God. Returning to 1 John chapter 2, verse 27, he says, And just as it has taught you, you will abide in Him. In other words, as it, that is the anointing, therefore the Holy Spirit, has taught you the truth about Jesus Christ, that He is the Christ, God's Son come in the flesh, so you are to continue in what He has taught you, then continue to live in Christ. All this shows us that remaining in fellowship with the Lord allows the Holy Spirit to direct you in the Word, And while you remain in God's Word, it allows the Holy Spirit to teach you things concerning that Word. Amen? Amen. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we just thank you today for your Word, and we thank you, Father, for all the wisdom inside the revelation. 